And we live. Hello, welcome to the Call to Courage podcast. This is our weekly bulletin. And in this episode, we're going to dive into how to fly business class for less than 200 bucks, as well as how to navigate the geopolitical firestorm that is all around the world right now. Gareth, how are you navigating it? How are you doing today, brother? Hello, Matt. So good, man. I'm in Guatemala and we've had a beautiful week this last week. It's been Araminta's birthday and Guatemala is in an interesting place politically at the moment. The indigenous leaders are have blockaded most of the infrastructure and roads around the country to bring it to a standstill as in protest of wanting to get out a pretty corrupt government and stand for democratic change. And so... Yeah, that's meant that people haven't been able to move around the country. We needed to change our plans of what we were going to do for Araminta's birthday. And it's combined with a whole lot of sort of instabilities, but also some unknown. It's like we're not sure if anybody's going to open up the roads again. What the indigenous leaders are calling for is our current sort of cabinet, a couple of the members to stand down. The current president has got his heels in and hasn't basically fired any of these corrupt humans that are part of his crew. And if at any point he chose to do that, Guatemala could go back to inverted commas normal, or at least be in a different space in terms of our political situation. And yeah, we're into our second week now. And um, it feels, I don't know, I feel, I feel pretty grounded, despite the fact that there's so much instability, because we've done quite a lot of preparation leading up to this, especially after COVID, like we were pretty clear that we wanted to make sure we weren't caught with our pants down with regards to food and supplies and looking after the people that are close to us. And so, yeah, it's been a, it's been a wild week. Eh? <laughs> How close are you to the protests? Like, are you seeing it in your daily life or is it just more of a... So because we live away from the main highway, like a, probably like an hour drive from the main highway, we need to go out of the volcano where we live, away from the lake, up to the main road. And that main, it's the Pan American Highway that links basically North America all the way down to the tip of South America and comes through Guatemala. It's our main sort of spinal road in, in the city. is completely blocked. And the protesters have set up there. They're basically living there. And so, yeah, I've been up there to take a look, but I haven't actually been part of it or it doesn't affect us on a daily basis. But a lot of the supplies coming into where we live in the village that we live, where we don't have direct visibility of it, but obviously we can feel the effects of it. Yeah, it's intense right now. Um, I'm going through something similar in Madrid. We've got uh, free Palestine protests going on in the street right now. 5,000 people, maybe more, marching, and I actually had to move inside for our podcast recording because it was too noisy out there. And yeah, I, I don't read the news. I know you don't read the news. That's been a lifestyle choice of ours. And in moments like this, I got to admit, it's hard to stay away. Like I find myself, when I get into conversation with people who do read the news, I find yeah. myself asking questions that I would usually seek out on my own mm -hmm. um, because there just seems to be so much going on right now. How, how are you navigating your, your news consumption? How are you finding out what's going on in the world? I live in an interesting dynamic with my partner who some part of her wants to feel grounded and safe by consuming the news. So she finds herself looking at you know, what's being printed in the, in the mainstream news, specifically here in Guatemala, just to get a sense of what that vibration is like. And then she also looks at the alternative press and she likes to hold that and it's part of who she is. There's a part of me that doesn't want to look at any of it. I'm just like, fuck, I can't change any of that stuff. It makes me feel super uncomfortable. I really want to protect my, my energy so that I'm as, as solid and as high vibe as I can be. 
but I also want to meet the part of her that's consuming that news as a way to be able to plan. And what we've been doing is really recognizing that myself and Araminta come together in our, we call it our kings, like our masculines, as planning together. And I think for me, that looks like gathering the information that she's got, maybe a little bit of my own news consumption as a way to be like, okay, what would happen if this was to carry on blockades in Guatemala for the next three months? That's a possibility. Are we prepared enough to be able to live through that potential scenario? If not, what do we do now practically? And then let go of that for me and not look at the news until maybe another two or three weeks and then do another check-in and gather more information and see whether we need to change our plan. So for me, it's like a conscious choice of gathering information as a way to do scenario planning, but letting it go on a day-to-day basis because I don't feel like I can hold it very well. Eh? What are you... Have you let it go completely? How do you guys plan? That's all you just. Yeah, I mean, we don't we don't read the news. She reads more news than I do. I I've been avoiding it pretty pretty good. But I mean, I've been struggling with that idea. Like we had a friend uh, come visit who lives in Israel. Maybe three four weeks ago, she was here in the camper van with us, and then she went back home, and now she's full on in a war zone. And mm-hmm. you know, I hear updates from her around you know just how terrible it is and and what you know, what she's experiencing emotionally from it. And it's a difficult place to be in where I don't really even understand the logistics of what's going on there. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, there's a part of me that feels, I don't know, am I a, am I a shitty global citizen because I'm opting out of those narratives? Um, and, and I haven't found the balance there, but I, I definitely resonate with what you say that my choice to not consume the news does allow me to have a a more joyful outlook day to day on the world. And I've also noticed that most things that take place in the news do not affect my day to day. And so, yeah, the, the reward ratio that I've experienced over the past few years of not having news really serves me. What, what do you think? Are we irresponsible global citizens? Uh, you know, that irresponsible global citizens piece, I think is inherently being part of our collective narrative This is, again, my sort of call me my conspiracy side, my part of me that questions everything. I think we were told that in order to be a good global citizen, you should consume the news and know what's happening. But the news has been hijacked, in my opinion. Like there's only certain things that are sent to us in the news, and those are what we think we should believe. And so the idea that you don't consume the news somehow making you a bad person means that you feel drawn towards wanting to consume this news, even if it doesn't make you feel good. And that's the part that I think for me to find the right relationship with is to be like, you know what? I don't fucking trust our governments. I don't trust mainstream media. I don't trust many of our industrial complexes anymore. I think they've been hijacked. And I just find for me, I'm a global citizen that is inherently connected when I show up fully for myself first and then for the people around me and then for my direct community. And that's what we've done this week. We've made sure that the people around us are good I continue to show up in a way that feels good for me, which includes not consuming too much news and then bringing people together. We had Araminta's birthday. We had 40 people from our community together and it was a theme. We were like, hey, this feels good to be together as humans, sharing food, dancing. Yesterday we had a fire ceremony for the eclipse. And yeah, that felt like as much of me being a good global citizen, collectively supporting Global peace, there was, we said prayers for peace around the fire and we let those go. And that felt like more useful for me than making sure that I was up to date about, you know, all the geopolitics of what's happening everywhere. And 
I think it's a dance. I think it's it's trying to move between these two polarities. Yeah. Well, one of the things that Aitana and I are doing with more frequency these days is dropping into gratitude. When we see each other sort of vibrating out, we'll mm-hmm. we'll acknowledge it and just immediately drop it and just naming one or two things out loud to each other that we're grateful about. And that's been a real supportive practice. In fact, one of the things that we're grateful about this week is um, an upgrade to business class that we experienced from our flight back from the United States to Spain. Yes, 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 sir. And you know (laughs) that I've been, uh, I've been calling that into my world for a while. Um, That's a, an order that I've placed that is now delivered. And it's an order that I placed and have been calling in through future stating, which is this practice of dropping into a meditation, uh, imagining this thing, business class coming into my world, going in there, being tapped for the upgrade, getting the champagne before takeoff, having the full horizontal recliner, um, you know, all the things uh, mm-hmm. that were there. And I, I remember one of my manifestation points that I imagine when I do this exercise is meeting the guy next to me um, and exchanging business cards and meeting like really influential, powerful people. And when I got to business class this time, I looked over at the guy who was sitting next to me. Mm-hmm. I was so tired, Drew. I just slid the privacy mirror and went to bed. <laughs> <laughs> That's been such a good one because we both we both had that as something that we were calling in, like some sense of us both having traveled, having both been in a world where we made a lot of money before. Um, business class was also an interesting one for me. I had some friends who I really looked up to and I I respected them a lot and they had access to quite a lot of resources. They were pretty wealthy. And one of them said to me one day, he was like, I'm not ever going to fly business class. You know, I don't see the... I don't see the benefit of paying like three times the price of what it would cost and you arrive there at the same time. And some part of me felt like I really aspired to him and what he represented in my world. But I still wanted to fly business class and I had this like sort of like internal like, conflict of like, fuck, maybe maybe I should be more humble or something like that. And yeah, I had business class um, across the Atlantic about four months ago when I did my trip from from Panama to the UK and it's only the second time I've flown business class. The first time somebody paid for it for me, and then I was traveling on a shoestring, rolling as cheap as I could. The cheapest possible flight was the best flight. But I was always like you. We've spoken about like, what does it feel like to walk into the aircraft and turn left when everybody else is turning right? You know, like thinking about that, the same thing, the comfy seats, champagne out of a glass, like just a different level of service. And I think it's come back to you and I just really unpacking and understanding manifestation and the law of attraction in a way that's like, number one, you can have whatever experience you choose to have on this planet. And there's no, there's no shame in any of it. Like your desires are sacred and you can call in whatever it is that you want, as long as it is that you're clear that that is what you want. And the second piece is like, once you know what it is that you want and you're committed to this dream of business class or your ideal partner or living in a place near a beach, whatever those things are. The second part is letting go of how you want that to show up. Like just trusting that it's going to show up in your world when you're a vibrational match for that experience. And yours didn't come in the way that you were expecting to, right? Like when you set this intention, you're thinking I'm earning a hundred grand a month. I'll suddenly have the, the resources to pay for it. But it wasn't right. that for you. What ended up happening for me is I actually put two things on my order board when I placed this one. One was uh, uh, ability to fly all over the world without being cost conscious. So I wanted to, for that order for me, when I wrote it, 
I had the mindset of I'm making enough money now where I'm flying anywhere I want without worrying about the price just because I have the funds to pay for it. Yes. The second order that I placed was for business class. And yeah, those two kind of played together. Fast forward a few years, I marry a woman who works for the airline. We have basically <laughs> free flights all over the world. And when we fly on her airline, we know the staff or the pilots or somebody. And so the ability of getting the extra perks that uh, like, like an upgraded business class come with it. So we were able to fly my family to the United States and back for, I think, under 300 bucks. And uh, that included the business class upgrade. And yeah, felt so It's good. so good. Yeah. And it's like, I think the, the planning part of, I call it the masculine in all of us that wants to know and have a plan of exactly what we need to do is good to a point. It's like getting clear on the fact that we want to fly business class, getting clear on the fact that we want to be separated from the anxiety of what it costs to travel wherever we want to. Like that part was clear for you. Yeah. But then letting go of the how, like it could have come through any number of ways. You could have won a competition. You could have married an air hostess. You could have bought your own plane. Like there's many different ways for these things to flow into your reality. But the process of manifestation is really getting clear on what you want, getting clear on how you feel, and then letting it go and trusting that it's going to show up when you're ready. And this is what we're talking about now is really like a foundational piece that we teach inside our tribe membership. And it's come about as a function of the fact that both you and I came to law of attraction from different ways. And then we sort of found a way to be able to work with it that has really supported us both. And that's really what we teach men to understand when they come into our tribe membership. Maybe just hit on that a little bit, bro. Yeah. You know, I think when I think about the masculine end of it and how we always want to know how the thing's going to get there, um, yeah, for me, imagining the how allows me to get to the emotional state of being there. Like if I can mm -hmm. imagine the how of doing it with money, then I can, I can more comfortably position myself in that mindset of feeling what it feels like, like you said, to turn left. And I think, yeah, that's, that's one of the, the nuanced uh, subtleties that goes into, yeah, the teaching inside of tribe. So good. It's like, um, I don't know, this feels like such a beautiful place for us to to arrive at because we've been talking about this order and manifestation for like the last eight years since we met in Mexico when I was first getting excited about the law of attraction, having had a million dollars flow into my world and then flow out of my world and all the, all the emotional energy that came with that. And um, you've been a big part of that journey, but it feels really beautiful to be able to be sharing these tools and techniques, how we've refined them inside our tribe membership and yeah, supporting men to be able to get clear on what it is that they want in their life and giving them a pathway to be able to move into a more elevated state, both through like practices like the first 4% of how you show up in your day, but also the, the conscious space that we create inside our men's circle as a way for people to be able to be like, you know what, I'm not having a good day, but you leave the circle and the space that we create in our men's circle feeling better, which again, lifts your energy up into a place where you can be like, okay, I'm going to look at my perfect day today and realize this is my fucking life plan that I'm going for. And I know how I feel when this is going to come in and all these beautiful things that we're calling into our life are just really giving ourselves permission to live in an expanded way. And I'm really stoked to be able to be teaching this inside our, inside our tribe community. So yeah, maybe touch on um, what's coming up uh, in the next two weeks inside our community around uh, our next King Circle and uh, yeah, who we're co-creating with. 
Yeah, so October 29th, everyone, this is going to be our next King Circle. And if you're listening to this past that date, it happens generally on the last Sunday of every month. There's a few um, a few reschedules here and there, but you can go to fathersonsbrothers.com to register and find out about it. But um, yeah, at our King Circle, we create a space where we can drop into our truth and and dive into topics like this in a safe environment and yeah, really connect with other men who are doing the work, who have actively chosen to take a step in a direction to their most expansive, most courageous self. And so October 29th, mark it on your calendar. And we're going to have a level up partner there who's going to be diving into some self-care stuff. Gareth, maybe you can tell us a little bit about that. So yeah, one of the one of the parts that we've already touched on at the beginning of this conversation is recognizing that before we go out there and try and save the world through geopolitics or rescuing is really recognizing that you can't pour from an empty cup and that if you don't take the time to recharge and refill yourself properly, like you're not properly in your own power, it's impossible to show up as the husband, lover, leader, father that you want to be. And so self-care is a really important theme. And I think for many men, perhaps we haven't had a good model for this, but it's almost like self-care is selfish. Like you're looking after yourself first, but at it's that analogy of putting on your own oxygen mask first. You're not going to be able to be in service for anybody else, even if you're in business class, <laughs> if you don't have your oxygen mask on first to be able to support those around you. And so self-care is a really important practice. And Brian Jenkins, who's been on the podcast before, is going to be showing up and sharing some of his practices that you can engage in your own life to make sure that you fill up your own cup in a powerful way so that you can show up for the man that you need to be for your family and for your business and for whatever it is that you're holding in the world. And it feels like in this time with so much uncertainty and unsteadiness in the world, riots in the streets, lockdowns in Guatemala, like wherever you happen to be, you're not disconnected from this stuff. And if you're not showing up for yourself first, it's going to feel really fucking challenging to show up for the things on your to-do list and the relationships that matter most to you if you don't prioritize self-care. So yeah, we'd love to see you inside the circle. We would love to share the self-care practice with you. And um, yeah, Matt, maybe share as well. Well, fathersonsbrothers.com to register for the circle, as well as a link in the show notes. We've also just kicked off a, a community WhatsApp group that we're going to be kicking off this week. Matt, maybe just give a little bit of a highlight of what that's about. Eh? Yeah, so the WhatsApp group is a place where we can take this live conversation, which happens once a month, and carry it on uh, on the gap in between. So um, in there are men that are sitting at circle each month and the pieces of gold that we're getting out of that, like every circle, there are, um, there are revelations that take place, links that are shared videos, aha moments. And what we do is we, we grab the gold out of those live events and drop them into this WhatsApp group. And it's also a place, like I said, to connect with the guys as well as to get updates on what's coming up next, who's going to be our next level up partner what's going on with our six months of tribe training, which takes place after each King Circle. And yeah, all of those things. So in the show notes, we're going to have a link uh, directly to that. And what else do we got, Gareth? Uh, just one last piece, I think, before we sign off for this bulletin is this week we're going to be releasing a podcast with Michael Bates. I met this dude in um, Costa Rica. He's... He's a next level human being. I, when I when I first met him, he's like, I don't know, six foot something. He's a beast. Jacked, gentle, open heart, like 
a spark in his eyes. I was like, wow, this is a dude. And it turns out he's on a similar path to us. And he's, um, he's just started a podcast called um, Remasculation. He's got such an interesting story. He was raised by a, a feminist and he's got this real like woke identity on one side of his family while also standing for, for men to be able to show up and be men so that we can show up more authentically for our partners. And um, yeah, he's just a beautiful, a beautiful being. He's going to be on the podcast this week. And just to circle back to the co-creation that we're putting together with the King Circle, both with this co-creation with Brian, every week, sorry, every month we have a King Circle, we do a level up partner, which is bring somebody that's at the top of their game to share what they're best at with the circle so that they can learn and install these tools into our own lives to level up these parts of ourselves by connecting with experts. And so at some point in the future, Michael's going to be part of our level up team as well. But one of the themes and the ideas that we have for the King Circle is letting go of this old paradigm of doing business, which for many men is a, a paradigm of competition, like Michael doing men's work or Brian doing relationship coaching is somehow competing with us in some way. And we want to let go of that old paradigm, which we describe as like the immature version of the masculine, that we're all competing with each other for resources. I've come from that world. It wasn't very fun. It was always felt like a stress and really getting to this place of recognizing that we want to create a community and a tribe that brings like-minded men together in a co-creation. And so our tribe membership, in addition to being a six-month training program with tools like we spoke about here of being able to understand manifestation, to use it as a tool in your life, we also want to bring Brian and Michael in to co-create and share their magic inside this community as well. And so if you want to be part of our tribe, there's different ways to be part of it. You can be a participant in the men's circle, show up month to month, and just show up for that. If you want to journey a little bit deeper and install some of these, we call them core scaffolding, like a, a framework of tools that supports your life by getting clear on where you want to go, understanding manifestation like we've spoken about, understanding developing a healthy relationship with your body, you can join at that level. If you feel like you have a gift that you want to bring to the world that you're currently sitting on and you don't know quite what the fuck to do with, this is also a space for you. Bring it to our circle. You know, we have a thing called the King's Rolodex, which is our community of people that have, are sharing what they're good at, sharing the skills that they have on offer, as well as where they need help. So an opportunity for you to bring, I've got this idea of something that I want to share and I don't know quite what to do with it. We can use the tribe as an incubator for you to connect and co-create with other men that would be able to help bring the magic into the world that we all deep down want, but don't necessarily know how to do. And so that's one of the sort of the themes of, we call it maturing the masculine of letting go of this idea of competing with one another and really co-creating together. Yeah. And that, that journey all starts with a, uh, with a King circle. So fathersonsbrothers.com. You can see the calendar of when the next one's coming up. October 29th is our next one. See you there, Gareth. I'll see you there as well. Thank you, bro. Stay safe. Send love to your beautiful family in Spain. And uh, yeah, looking forward to seeing you again in person in a couple of months, brother. Yeah. January in Guatemala, baby. <laughs> Abrazos. Ciao, bro.